funny. Move on. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Oh boy. I think you keep moving in. I I have a really good microphone technique. Yeah. <laughs> I can snap eat that it. Open. Eat it. Just like a snake. <laughs> so this is like the drunken cast before we do an actual recording tomorrow, right? Hmm. <laughs> uh, this is this is a recording. Mm-hmm. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. That's all I know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you're gonna have to take the lead on this one because I don't even know where to start. Couch Critics Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Why record anywhere else? That's a porn music. <laughs> Yeah, we have a sound pad. I can eventually get our song on there. The Damn. budget is skyrocketing. Right? <laughs> Thank you for all the Patreon subscribers that have really funded this podcast. Oh I'm happy God, we can put together an episode for the first time in like a year. Check, <laughs> check me check me on my OnlyFans too. That's been the real moneymaker. You, yeah. you can check me on my OnlyPans. My chef. The pizza site. <laughs> my OnlyPans where I just eat pan pizzas. <laughs> I've legitimately thought about it like uh, recently. If I was an attractive female, because that seems to be like the demographic to get... Uh, an OnlyFans page, would I feel comfortable doing OnlyFans? I would just do feet. I would do feet stuff. If I had good feet, I would do feet stuff. My- is it because there's nothing sexual you find about feet? So it's like, all right, somebody else is into this, but like, I, I think Brent has like really nice feet for a big guy. I mean, I have hairy ass feet. Like I have like Hobbit hairy feet. And like, you know, well, there's a demographic of women that, that like Hobbits a lot. I, there's a demographic of men that probably would get into that. <laughs> Honestly, maybe I should just set Dildo, up a feet and fans for my feet. Frodo Faggins. <laughs> Sheesh. Uh, <laughs> what? Are, look at those. <laughs> what are those? Hi, I'm Frodo Faggins. Welcome look to my, my OnlyFans. <laughs> this Today is I'm my only pets. I'm putting my feet into eggs Benedict that I cooked earlier. (laughs) (laughs) I legitimately don't know if I would, if I had that opportunity for a second income to just like, all right, well, I guess I'm just like fucking diddling on camera now. During during COVID, I was kind of thinking, it's just like, you know, I guarantee there's a lot of women that would love to see a somewhat handsome guy. Yeah, Silver Fox. And... Just in my my me undies, also getting, um, you know, or maybe some other underwear. I don't want to support me undies without getting paid. Uh-huh. Um, you know, some underwear company, and just clean the apartment in my underwear. And I'm sure the women are like, "Oh my god, he's clean. <gasps> he's rinsing out the bucket and getting fresh water and doing the the kitchen floor now. Oh my god, he's he's scrubbing the grout. Oh jeez, that's." You know, like just doing that. Oh, he's going through the fridge and taking out old food. Oh my god! He and like just the back of the stove just, too, under just the vacuuming, dials. just vacuuming, doing laundry, all that kind of stuff. And like you just just do my underwear. Yeah, like nothing, nothing crazy. Just cleaning around in my you know my apartment and my underwear. And COVID, don't have to leave the place. And like I know we see the demographic for women, but us being three straight guys. Yeah, you know, as far as I understand, no judgment. But um, <laughs> I think we see a lot wow. in our in our algorithm 
of just women until things. I get laid. I think that's a legitimate question thrown because, up into the air. <laughs> because because like like I've never really looked at my girlfriend's Instagram or anything like that, but I guarantee there's a lot of like half naked guys chopping wood or reading smut or something like that. Or just like half naked doing things. Yeah. I guarantee there's a lot of guys that do well on OnlyFans as well. I uh, I think less. I think there's some, but I would say there's less guys that do well than females. Oh that do well. uh, no, 100%. <laughs> I completely agree with you, but I would say it's kind of like the equivalent of like. <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna bring that up. I'd get in trouble. <laughs> do you guys but, understand the the? Foot let's thing? let's just say a large majority of males that are professional at something that dominate that profession compared to females. I think that's kind of the same, just flipped around. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. Do you guys get the foot kink? I I cannot find something sexual about that i don't understand it i was waiting for rogan to ask tarantino when he had him on i was <laughs> okay. like dude ask about the foot kink because like there's feet finder there's like a whole you know Wikipedia. man there's just great things about feet man <laughs> <laughs> talk about a man living his dream he got selma hayek to fucking like put her feet in his mouth mm-hmm. <sighs> nice not after 30. Dude, I I legitimately don't understand the foot thing. It stops at like it stops at like I I don't I can't do calves either. Like it stops above the knee for me with women. <laughs> like I can appreciate nice legs, but at the same time like you know, it's uh it's not the biggest thing. Do you remember back in the day when like girls got obsessed with like the thigh gap? I don't think that was ever in a guy thing. Mind the gap. Yeah. 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 yeah I saw it gap. and I'm like, oh, that's kind of hot. But like mostly because there was an ass in front of it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, but like those poor women, they don't understand <laughs> what we're into. Honestly, there's like, like uh, Tom Papa, you know, like he's just like women, you're, you're, you're gorgeous. You know, you got boobs. We don't. We love them. You know, like us men, we look like a bear that escaped Chernobyl. <laughs> like, we got patches of hair, but it's not continuous. Like, it's it's really strange. So, like, God bless them like for putting up with us. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, like you got thigh gap. Cool. You have a really nice ass. Cool. You have big boobs. Cool. You have really nice like legs. Cool. I don't know. Like, I think most guys can find like this is this None is, of this that is the nice thing. Set it's of like eyes, and you're like, oh, she's pretty hot. It's like there's the the. There's reality, and then there's this the guy being like, oh, yeah, she's hot. And there's a big difference. There's, like, celebrity, famous person hot. Yeah. But if you took that person and put them in a room with you, the chances are they're a lot hotter because they're in re- reality with you, right? Mm-hmm. It's like uh, Flight mm-hmm. of the Concords with you're the hottest girl in the room. Yeah. You know? You're you're the most beautiful girl in the whole wide room. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys, like playing off of that dealt with uh workplace hot oh yeah <laughs> yeah you that's com- a you mind get, fuck isn't it you get comfortable with them but then like as soon as you're not working with each other like you're like see them after years like oh how you doing it's like, yeah, yeah it looks good <laughs> but like workplace hot you're like oh my god you're absolutely stunning you're the most beautiful woman i've ever seen but like it's how do you describe it like uh just situational <laughs> You're the, you're the most beautiful girl in this office <laughs> and you're the hottest girl that's willing to talk to me coming from a guy that or a person that works 
um, forestry seasonally mm-hmm. with a lot of young people coming from like colleges and stuff. It's not like gay that. if it's in the trees. Well, we have we have more women now than you know when I first started, but that happens and it's well and like we're not in the trees all the time <laughs> we're at camps near civilization and then we have a lot of females that are also working in like you know dispatch so that the radio rooms and the air tanker bases and stuff like that but like seeing my buddies go like bonkers and like caveman like oh woman woman <laughs> and we call it bush eyes you get bush eyes where it's oh just like God. you are so much more attractive but then like at the end of the season so well i'm going back to waterloo to go to university i'll see you later and then they got a girlfriend there and it's like oh man it's just like summer flings you know those summer nights from Gre- from greece that's 100 percent what it is ah uh, bush eyes summer nights it. bush eyes is a great term yeah because like like for for hell attack like it's like instantly you're like I was like, okay, cool. Nice to meet you. Sweet. Okay, you're on the crew. And I immediately looked at my crew. I was like, that is your crew sister. You do not screw within the crew. <laughs> I don't want that drama. No drama llama, you know? But then, like, you'll, like, pick. It's like, all right, guys, who do you think is going to be hooking up? Yep, that's what I think it would do. And then, like, give it a week. Nobody does anything to persuade or anything like that. And it's like, who who had uh, who had Joe and uh, you know Brittany? And it's just like ding ding ding. It's like ah, <laughs> yeah, knew that was gonna happen pretty quick. It's like and it's so funny the competition because you get like all of these like fit alpha male types, and I was like oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, how's it going? Yeah, you want me to help you uh, with your with your squat set? Yeah, cool. Uh, like, <laughs> nah, man, just calm down. Yeah, keep it in your pants for just a couple months. At least, yeah. Exactly. Just wait till we're almost or just, through it, or just chill. You know, you don't need to be like, fucking. What's up? You know, chest way just, out. Yeah, relax, relax. And they get. It's funny. I'm sure you both have seen it before too. It's just like you just make a mockery of yourself, and then like for years to come, people just make fun of you for that those moments. So, yeah. yeah. At my work, we get uh, students in at the end of the year, uh, like during the summer. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, they're 18 or 19. So, like, most of the guys are pretty good at this point. But, like, there is the occasional student that'll come in. You just see the guys, like, perk up and, like, look at them. Like, you're 40. You have two kids. (laughs) Slow down. Yeah. (laughs) Slow your roll, Bob. Yeah. Oh, he's getting... Yeah, he's he's calling it a night. Oh, I think he's getting comfy and just like, yeah, keep talking. (laughs) Hello there. Talk me to sleep, baby. <laughs> yeah, you guys are really boring now. <laughs> uh, we were talking I about reality testicles. shows. Tell me more about women. <laughs> he was trained since he was a puppy that like once the guys get together and start playing like chill or just talking, it's it's time to go to bed. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, we were talking reality shows earlier, and Tim brought up a show that was interesting, and I was thinking about a show, and I will preface this with the the most interesting theme song for a show in the history of theme songs. And it's when I met you, I saw everything. I know you now. I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) This was back when I lived in the condo in Mississauga with Danielle. So probably like 2014, 2015 back in the condo, back in the condo. And we, we got like free TV for two years by signing up with bell internet. And I was like, why the fuck do I need TV? (laughs) This is exactly why you need TV, because things like VH1 and MTV show absolute trash cans of shows. <laughs> and there was oh, this I'm one show. Yeah, this one show called Dating Naked. <laughs> oh <my> God. 
when I met you, I saw everything. I know you now. (laughs) (laughs) And what they would do is they'd go to this like tropical island and these, they'd basically have a, they'd have one person start and they pick this dude and then this dude would date this chick and they'd be naked for the whole date and they'd have them do activities. And it's like, no one wants to zip line naked, but they're zip line and naked. Right, they just keep doing that, and then uh, it's like no one wants to kayak naked. This is salt water. (laughs) (laughs) So they're doing all these activities. I don't want that on my foreskin. And then they finish their date, and they both have to live there now. And then the next day, the like one of the the dude, let's say, let's stick with the dude. Another chick comes. He goes on a date with her. And then he decides whether he wants to keep, like, whether he wants to give more attention to the new girl or the old girl. And then the and then the old girl goes on a date with the new guy and does the same thing. And then those two people, the two starters, keep going on new dates. And these people live together on the island. Like, anyone that comes lives together. So it's just like these eight bros, like, competing for this one chick. And then there's like eight chicks competing for this one dude. It's that fucked. is insane. Yeah. Uh, and the whole premise is just wild. Dating naked. Highly recommend it. Pretty sure it got canceled. That's like playing like pong, year. but oh, like I'm you check you, that out. You keep yeah. throwing like an extra ball that's gonna bounce back and forth. Like pong. Okay, one more ball. Okay, one more yeah. ball. Okay, one more ball. And it's like, oh god, I can't keep track of it. Sixteen of the most competitive people just fucking going against each other. That's. Do you remember the Comedy Central like pickup line show? Oh, um, I remember, I don't remember, I remember a much music show where they used to like go and pick up chicks at clubs. It would be like these three dudes that were supposed to be like pickup artists would like judge people off their pickup game. Comedy Central, yeah. Ah, yeah. I, uh, I don't remember the name of the show, but man, one of the cringiest shows in the history of shows, right? It it was like right up there with like the man show. Yeah. Like, this is not a thing you could make now. Yeah. Well, women on trampolines. (laughs) Well, it was always the best because, like, no one ever had Riz. Like, no one ever had true Riz. Like, <laughs> you can't use Riz. You're over 30. Man. Oh, man. I, I use Riz all in. the time. I Honestly, man, when you're a gamer. He's a salesman. It's dude, lit, man. Dude, I knew Riz. There's a real vibe to it. I, I was on Riz, like, a year ago. All right? <laughs> you're just finding out about Riz now. I've been saying Riz for a year. It, the only thing I, I, I'll accept Riz for is that it actually is, like, part of charisma bet <laughs> where did that come from that's when i only started hearing like a Someone's year ago up in the urban dictionary every day bet. dude i hang out i game all the time and everyone i game with is from the age of like 18 to 40 so i get access to new slang and i'm like what the fuck is he that? has and a kid he has to keep in in touch with like his everything kindergar- from Riz the kindergarten teachers <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's, that's a, from a Kevin Smith movie. That's that's, that's a fault. They're taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would not quote Kevin Smith movies as much anymore. <laughs> they haven't uh, aged as well. Really? <laughs> no, I, I'm Chasing kidding. Amy doesn't fucking hold up. That no, you can Chasing just be Amy. Hot Ben Affleck and change a lesbian into a straight woman. No, uh, <laughs> I think Ben Affleck is hotter now. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, sexy Ben Affleck, mm. fucking bad flavor over there. 
What? I just came. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Goodwill Hunting too, hunting season. <laughs> I don't know about this, Will. <laughs> but yeah, like there, there. To me, there's a little bit of an appeal with reality shows, uh, especially the dating ones. Not so much like of the drama, but I love the social experiment aspect. But you have so many people that are so full of shit. It's painful. Um, Tara was showing me a video because um, I guess what are they? They called it Lake Shorezy. Oh and god! Th- they were gonna have Jersey Shore, but it, like there was a Toronto version and a Mississauga version. Oh and one of Tara's friends, as well as like her hairstylist friend, she put an audition tape in, and it's on YouTube. And this is like back when she was twenty-one, so it would have been like two thousand and like four. Or maybe maybe a little bit maybe like two thousand six or something like that. Yeah. But like cringe. <laughs> really, really cringe. It's like, oh yeah, like I'm at the club, I'm getting vodka, I'm twenty one, I'm in my prime. And it's just like oh. I'm getting bottle service. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always getting a tan. I'm always with my girls. We're listening to the best t- tunes and it opens up with like ooh. I- <laughs> and i'm like oh, oh no man. i could get any guy's number i want <laughs> yeah no Did so i'm ever- just like yeah that's entertaining but i don't like the fakeness of it like if it was genuine people going into it and be like okay yeah this is like what i'm doing and then you get something like that that's just hilarity and a lot of people get pissed off you guys ever watch community yeah yeah the episode where uh they discover his uh jeff winger's uh fucking uh tape for what was it the real life or something like that it was dressed up like uh george michaels no oh Oh, yeah it was so good that's amazing (laughs) i the real world tape yeah i wish i was as good of a person as you and be like oh you know like i like it for the social experiment aspect i like it to see just people being shitty and like it is so good to watch Real Housewives and just see them be awful, disgusting human beings. And, like, they have terrible taste in things and they're spending thousands of dollars. We're on playing trivia garbage. next to them tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of them parked like, parked their BMW on a handicap, like, loading zone. Yeah. yeah, yeah on on a ramp to get up to the yeah. stores covered yeah. by the fucking thing. There's no other way. The crisscross it stairs paint. on any other side, but, you know. I love it because she's going to be selling that story for a week. This motherfucking guy tried to tell everybody in the bar about where I parked. And that store was closed, so I don't understand what the fucking problem is. It's was. my right to park anywhere. <laughs> my husband could buy and sell that ramp. Fucking BMWs. No, you <laughs> want Beamers. It, it's not even a rich person in a Beamer because the Beamer was, like, beat up. It had a ton <laughs> of dents everywhere and shit. And it's Second just like... Hand. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing that bothers me too is like people look at like a bmw as a status symbol but then like they can't they can't maintain it you should never buy a car you can't maintain well this is so funny because like you go to like europe and there's a bunch of bmws a bunch of audis a bunch of volkswagens like they're just like the average vehicle oh wow oh yeah yeah Yeah. and it's just like they're just driving around everywhere and like they're good drivers but you can come over here and it's like this is my Mercedes. This is my BMW, my Audi. Rah, get out of my way. 
Who's more annoying, the BMW driver or the Jeep driver with their little fucking waves and ducks bullshit? Uh, just because I know, worked with a guy that was a Jeep driver. I'm going to say Jeep. Oh, Jeep. dude. Dude, the Jeep drivers drive me nuts. It's also like the new Jeep, like that truck, the one that has a bed on the back yeah. is like the ugliest vehicle in the history of vehicles. It's right up there with a PT Cruiser. I'm like, get your fucking Tonka truck out of here. special for some reason for driving a fucking Jeep. Yeah, and they're a like, PT I got a Cruiser. Jeep That's truck. That's a great fucking reference. Yeah. That was Brian. <laughs> my parents had a PT Cruiser. They bought it secondhand, and I'm like, cool. My dad's like, it's like a roadster. I'm like, okay. It's like, if you get a Chevy Prowler, I'm never coming back to this house. <laughs> was it at least wood paneled? Like one of those ones? No. Oh, you just had the loser cruiser. Oh, yeah, 100%. My dad's like, it's so much fun to drive. I'm like, I bet. Oh, <laughs> you can keep driving it, buddy. Yeah. I'll stick to my Honda perfect. Odyssey minivan. Thank you very much. Yeah. Fuck that PT Cruiser. Yeah, you wouldn't be cu- you wouldn't catch me dead driving a PT Cruiser, but I would drive my minivan and I loved it. I'm trying to think what other cars were shit in that era. Well, Chevy had another one, right? They had like a Crossfire or something. That shit was hideous. Was that Chevy or Dodge? That feels like a GM car. Was it the Chevy um oh, the Pontiac Aztec? That was a funny oh, one. That's a throwback. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a tent in the back. Yeah. Yeah, I worked with the guy at the ski hill. He had a Chevy. Sorry, Pontiac Aztec. It was very funny. I'm like, that that car sucks. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 14. I'm like, I already know that it's a garbage vehicle. I haven't seen a like fucking Pontiac Sunfire in years. Yeah, they're kind of a dying breed. Pontiac just doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I loved my Chevy Aveo. My sister sold it to me. And, like, you couldn't fucking kill the thing. I ran into a pole, and I just, like, replaced the hood, even though everything underneath the hood was fucking dented and shit. Mm-hmm. It ran fine. Like, you could not do anything to this. It was a fucking manual car. It's how I learned to drive manual, is driving uh, from Ontario out west, grinding gears the whole way. I oh, no. fucking loved that little thing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mm, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, I'm figuring it out. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I had like a afternoon to learn how to drive manual, and then I just drove out west. Oh, no. That's perfect. That's how you should do it. Out west would be a lot better. <laughs> a bit more wide open space. And that wide was before like Canada-wide spaces. data, too. Oh. So, which I was driving quickly enough across country that I never got any warnings from my uh, the cell towers. Mm-hmm. So I had a $2,300 phone bill for one month. I remember this story, yeah. Yeah. But I just called it. Minuscule. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> got wiped away. That's average. Was fine. That's average. I was going to say, too, with reality shows, there was one I, f- I found out about when I was in England. Um a number of years ago and it's called the naked truth i think and it came from germany originally but what it would be is be a person yeah and then the host and then there'd be like six pods and the pods would lift up and the people behind them were naked and so the idea was like oh well do we just go completely off visual right off the bat yeah or, you know, like the whole other like dating games and stuff like that. Tinder swiping, blah, blah, blah. And like, well, we usually end up in bed naked together at the end of the date. Well, it started like with seeing your partner naked, you know, at the start. And I'm just like, this is a horrible idea, but I'm here for it. 
And it was so funny to see how the people went about like picking people. And then like, as, as, as things were revealed, they would choose one that didn't want to be there anymore. And like, women are just like, well, I don't like a circumcised penis or vice versa. I don't like an uncircumcised. <laughs> and guys were like, oh, she's got like a little bit of this going on, like a little bit too drapey. You know, I, I don't, I don't like, like the I don't like the meat curtains on that one. Exactly. And it was like brutal. But they're trying to like so many of them like because they're British like oh, uh, yeah, uh, it's not quite my cup of tea. You know, like, no. oh, 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 I've oh. never <laughs> been a fan of the roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Like just trying to <laughs> trying to be the most polite more so. But, you know, it's like, oh, you know, like, yeah, like a little bit like one woman might be a little bit heavier and he's just like, oh, I just didn't really like her hair. You know, it's like, yeah, something that you can easily change. Yeah, I didn't like, like going that. for hikes and I don't think she can give up. I, I like my steak a little more medium rare than yeah. well done. So like. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like milk chocolate, not. And so ahead of time, you'd you'd fill out like what you were interested in and stuff. So like if you're bi, if you're gay, whatever, um, like all all the things you might be up for. And so as it goes up, um, you knock one person out, and then it just keeps going until there's two left, and then they come, uh, to, like to the the center stage, and then you, the person that's been doing the picking or whatever, they come out naked. Yeah. And then at the very end, they pick whoever. And the most awkward situation is they hug naked. Oh, it's yeah. just like, oh, we'll yeah. see. You, we'll see you on our date. And then they go on a date. And then if it worked out, cool. And if not, um, then it's over. But and then there, there was a lot of drama that followed that. I and so for the reality TV people, I think they wanted more drama from that uh, and didn't yeah, really succeed. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, oh, they wanted a date. And he showed up with hickeys, and that was the that was that. And I was like, no, 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 like we want to hear more. Like we want to see the other dates and like the conversations and stuff. There was one um, <laughs> that I was told about. It's like, oh yeah, so this one, uh, there was actually a Canadian chick on it, which was super cool, and she was like voted off. And the guy was like, like, oh, I, I, oh she's so beautiful. I wish I could have talked. He goes on this date with this chick. She stands him up. And I guess the Toronto chick got a hold of him later on. Oh, I was like, oh, that's cool. Sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to live here. It's so much cheaper. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So they're like, yeah, it only lasted like a season. I'm, I'm told. I'm not sure what happened. But they're just like, my buddies were just like, this is very interesting for like late night British and like a different spin on dating. But would, yeah. very, very interesting mindset, which I was like very curious about. So I was just like. That's that's interesting. Like, and they add like different things about why people are attracted to certain things, like you know, strong jawline and broad shoulders, and you know, uh, a taller man. Why so many women prefer a taller man opposed to a shorter man? Yeah. Very interesting. I am curious about the psychology. Like, if we're gonna look at it from a perspective, like, I get why the audience wants to be there, but like the people going on. I have to assume they just want to get famous. They gotta get famous, but like right? for the Bachelor and stuff, there's always the aspect of like, oh, and now we're gonna meet your family. How is there never anyone being like, oh, fuck Cassandra? Like, I don't want to. <laughs> there was one episode. Are you not retarded? Like, why the fuck are we here? There was one episode where um, two friends went into it, and they ended up at the final where the guy had to pick. <laughs> so it's like two of three. So there's th the three left, 
And then the lady is like, the content, sorry, the host is like, all right, two of the three here are actually friends. And he's like, yeah. oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and then he picks the two and they're friends. <laughs> it's just like, ah, oh, shit. But I guess they're still friends or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I thought it was really, really funny. I'm like, could you imagine? Because like, I, I think a lot of people end up going with their, like a friend, like for Canadian Idol. You know, like, oh, yeah. well, if you come with me, then I'll go audition. Okay, cool. I'll go support you. So, like, hey, you want to get naked on TV and go on a dating show with me? Yeah, that's a good friend. That's a really specific friendship. <laughs> that's uh, a very yeah. specific. That's a little more detailed than you. Man Tracker, that's for sure. <laughs> a little more detailed than that. A Can we mix Naked and Afraid and Man Tracker together dude, for a new show? Dude, well, this is what that's I was saying. really Naked I would, and Afraid. I would just like to see... It go from like dating naked or the naked truth, yeah, 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 and then like halfway through it just turns into naked and afraid. <laughs> just like <laughs> so, you have to get to this destination. This is where you're going to go for a date, and you need to get there in the next 24 hours. You have only the money that's in your wallet. Here you go. <laughs> a lot of places Good are going to take you, and, and you have to stay naked the whole time. And <laughs> can't accept any clothing, any coverage. This is like, and you have 10 people hunting you down. Every everyone that you voted off is now chasing you to get a million dollars. Paintball gun. I just <laughs> oh, I, I need like the extra ad, like <laughs> paintball gun. Uh, there is a British show that I've seen some clips for on reels where uh, you have to make it from A to B in Britain, but uh, you're being tracked. And they have access to all the CCTV cameras. Oh my god! So like, it's Big Brother watching you. Looked pretty funny because I saw one where it was just two stoned comedians, and they're like, "They'll never expect us to go eat a fine dining," and so like they go out for like a five course meal and then bill it to the fucking company and then wander off. <laughs> Sounds like a JT Park kind of thing. I'm curious oh, yeah. who the comedians were. Oh God. Yeah. No it wasn't Jimmy Carr. That's like basically the only yeah. one I know. <laughs> Dude, James A. Caster kind of thing. Yeah, 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 that'd be fucking hilarious. He was great on the uh, the what was it, the Great British Bake Off or whatever. A. Caster in general, like one of my favorite comedians, and he's always good on any like panel show. Like, would I lie to you? Anything like that? His the stories he tells incredible. is ridiculous. Yeah. What? Oh, okay, I've just started uh, getting tuned into Would I Lie to You. It was fantastic. Yeah, man, get it, get tuned into it, and then like you'll start to see James Acaster more, and you'll just you'll appreciate it. He's wonder, fucking great. I wonder if we're thinking about the same guy. Uh, was he the one that uh, talked about the kid putting a cabbage in his bed? Yes, sir. Yeah. That is the guy from the show I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the fact that we called that uh, knew it was Acaster. Yeah. And then you get a little bit different with reality shows too. Like one I saw with uh, my, my it was my buddy's parents. <sighs> What's it called? It's like uh, not Google Box, but something like that. And so it's there's a camera that's recording them watching a show, like a, a famous like soap opera in England or whatever, yeah. like late late night, not Coronation late night, Street. something like that. Yeah, a bit more for the young people. And so there's a. <laughs> There's a camera always filming them at their like couch or whatever, and it's they would cut and splice and edit them and their reaction to things happening in t in the movie or the show, okay. and it would be a bunch of people doing that, and they would like panel off to different people and stuff and see what their reactions were, and it's really annoying in my opinion 
because it's like okay we're gonna take this tv show and we're gonna have you and about a dozen other people and you're gonna be interrupting all the time so if unless you haven't seen the show and you're trying to keep up to date through this you're gonna get interrupted like it's like all right and here she is walking down the street <gasps> and a guy's coming up behind her and then everyone's like oh no oh, oh go, go faster where's the bus driver why didn't he alert anybody you know things like that and it goes back and this and this and it's just like fuck if i want that i'll just like fucking watch a show with my sister <laughs> so you're bringing up a really interesting conversation where we could talk about reaction videos and i fundamentally do not understand the appeal like there's reaction videos where i watch like a reel or a tiktok to something mildly funny and there's just someone sitting off to the side, like, pointing up into the air, like, hm, I get it. But, like, it happens enough that, like, this must be a desirable trait for people to want to watch. Physically seeing somebody agree with you, I guess. Not just comments. I don't fucking understand. <sighs> I get the headphone cord is too short. I Put the headphones back. on. Put them on. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Put it back we shot Rogan spots. <laughs> we'll switch spots tomorrow. No, I I could just bring a longer cord. Uh, when it comes to I'm a man of a thousand cords. When it comes to like craziness in terms of reality shows, though, yeah, there's there's nothing better than like old school real world. The old school real worlds were the like, Chappelle show one. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it was just like it was like they had like uh they had the perfect they always had like we gotta get six people mm-hmm. and like one has to be from prison. <laughs> like it's like a guarantee there has to be a felon in the mix and there's gotta be a white dude who thinks that he's not white. <laughs> and then, <laughs> And then at least Some one super hoe. sassy people, yeah. Yeah, always good. They they figured out that formula. I was just gonna say the formula, big time. Yeah, big formula. The first season to Jersey Shore is absolute fucking gold. Yeah, it is so unbelievably fucking good. Bananas, absolutely bananas. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think I've seen two episodes. People. They're oh, the so worst. Bad. The yeah, worst people. It's good. The worst yeah, people. They're all trash. <laughs> What's up with that? I, yeah, that's why I love reality TV. I just want to see the trash. I, I get all my them. reality from like South Park. Spooky <laughs> wants smush smush. <laughs> I I always have to bring up when I'm watching like uh The Real Housewives of New York. One lady wasn't getting enough attention, so she like took off her prosthetic leg and threw it at the other girls <laughs> at an like art gallery. Just like I have one leg. <laughs> Notice me. There's a there's a different kind of reality TV though that I watch. I watch the like rich businessman try to rescue businesses. I watch those. I won't like seek them out. It's not like I'm home and I'm like, this is what I'm going to watch. It's like if I'm in a hotel. Yeah. If I'm in a hotel and Bar Rescue is on or The Prophet or like anything like that or Kitchen Nightmares or any of those, it's like, fuck yeah, these are what's going on. I can't stand them. (laughs) I love this. The Prophet. The Prophet is Marcus Lamonis. He's the guy who owns uh, like Camping World. I think Camping World is the big one that he owns. What do they sell? 
What do you think? <laughs> uh, printing paper. <laughs> uh, <laughs> They're a Staples competitor. <laughs> I do love a good uh, undercover boss episode, too. It's like, oh, great. We got this 47-year-old guy just starting to work at this uh, frozen yogurt place. Yeah. Yeah, this, is, this isn't going to be like a plant yeah. at all. My God. Okay, yeah, and everybody knows what their CEO looks like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you ever see what uh, the worst see the t- SNL costumes. skits, the Am um, Driver ones, where oh he's Kylo God. Ren and he's <laughs> <an> undercover <laughs> boss? Yes, yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're so good. Uh, it drives me nuts the aspect of like undercover boss and uh, uh, the makeover one that they were doing. I don't want to hear the good stories because I love the trash. Like it just like everybody's got the worst story in the world. My mom got really into American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> oh my god, those the, are some the fucking stories. Stories, yeah. Oh my god, the actual runs were somewhat interesting. If you could give me the clips of just like people going through these courses, I'm somewhat like, oh fuck, that's some pretty good athleticism. Like, there's a certain build of a human being yeah. that can go through these courses, and yeah. that's kind of interesting. But like, oh my god! Like, fucking, my dog died of syphilis, and my fucking aunt. How did that happen? (laughs) How much did you love that dog? (laughs) What did you do to your dog? I can't see so good anymore. But it's unrelated. If their origin story on the show lasts longer than their actual run on the course, oh my god! Like, you got to cut that shit down. I don't want to hear about them. It's like, hey. I do this, this is my job, whatever. It's like, okay, he's going to be done in 45 seconds. But I used to like a, like American Idol and shit like that back when oh, it first came out. Ma- but then they race. really like leaned into oh, that yeah. same shit where it was like, oh, so-and-so's backstory. I hope they kill the audition. <laughs> it was like, fuck, you wouldn't be showing the backstory if it wasn't going to like, if this person wasn't going to make it to like the top 20. And when they kept, they kept it like two minutes, then it's like, okay, cool. But like when they made it like five minutes, minutes or seven minutes yeah, like, it's like all bathroom right. break yeah exactly and it's like okay cool this is gonna be a really short boring episode great yeah. i have to wait till next week i've hit a point in my life where i don't even really consider hgtv reality tv but i fucking love that channel <laughs> i can dig on some like property brothers or like whatever's on i'm like yeah i'm here Oh shit! They did a good job at the backyard. You could actually watch. So when I was traveling like around the Balkans with two of my uh, fire buddies, uh, we got this one Airbnb, and one channel had English, and it was HGTV, nice. and it was the Property Brothers, <laughs> and we're just like watching this, and it's like. I tune harmonicas, and my <laughs> wife is a gerbil trainer. Our budget's two million. <laughs> How? <laughs> I'm like, let's watch this, and they like renovate it. And my buddies and I like they get like this, you know, not quite downtown. I'm trying to think of like the different areas of um, uh, Toronto, but like like an older area, like not quite Victorian, but like pretty cool, like almost like early yeah. 1900s, late 1800s, like house. It's like whoa like look at that wood and everything and they just got it they're just pulling everything out and they're like oh let's get rid of these stairs make it more modern i'm like my buddy and i are like no what are you doing it's like that's why you buy a house like that because you like want to like upkeep it and like the backyard is like yeah we'd like a bigger backyard so we're gonna like take out the kitchen it's like what are you doing (laughs) refinish it that's it you don't need to like you just need to like sand it down 
seal it. That's it. Check the plumbing. Check the electrical. Yeah. Update that. Maybe get rid of the lead pipes. Yeah. And the lead paint. <laughs> <laughs> Love it or list it is also fantastic. But, oh, uh, man. There's a new movie with Emma Stone coming out called The Curse. Oh. And it's going to be like an HGTV kind of style. Yeah. Where they get cursed by a gypsy in the beginning. And I'm not sure if this is, is a comedy. Be like, I don't know. <laughs> I can't tell by the trailers what because Emma Stone is be. funny. I think it's a comedy. Is there a uh, wishing well there for a is little it boy? Be like a serious, like they get cursed or just shit goes bad. Like I can't tell if it's supposed to be like reality or fucking extreme. I I, I can't tell yet either. Maybe it's gonna be like Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two. Well done on the trailers, then. Yeah, yeah. It, I'll watch it. Mm. Yeah, Am I going to the Stone. theaters for it? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Plex, yeah. 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 Anyone see Napoleon? Yeah. What do you think? I didn't like it. Well, your your beefs. It seemed weird. You seemed too tall. The (laughs) he actually wasn't that short. I like. I'm a bit of a Napoleon guy. I really liked Napoleon when I was like in high school. Greatest general in the history of the world. Well, I, would, I would argue it. I would argue that. Uh, there's a couple. I, yeah. I would definitely throw Alexander the Great in there, too. Yeah. Um, pussy. Alexander <laughs> <laughs> um, the Great's wins. a pussy. I, Napoleon well, rode with syphilis. <laughs> I think he had a really bad ulcer, too. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> he died of... Napoleon died of hemorrhoids. That's a rumor. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. Um, Alexander super... bitch got sent to a fucking island. Fucking Alexander conquered Egypt at 12 years old. Oh, yeah. He conquered Egypt yeah, at 12 yeah, years old. Yeah. His brilliant 12-year-old strategies. <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry. I, Throw more people. Yeah. Throw more people at it. Yeah, exactly. need to blow up the sphinx to fucking show that he was a big man that's not actually real either that's a historical inaccuracy they saw, saw, the, saw the trailer and i was mm. like that cannon going into the pyramid that actually didn't happen yeah <laughs> but so did you watch the movie i did uh, number one it was super condensed like i thought it was gonna be so get this so i'm thinking three-parter movie like a trilogy and at the end of the first it's him taking the crown and crowning himself, which is super iconic. Like, there's paintings everywhere about, like, very yeah. famous. And he takes the crown from the Pope and crowns himself Emperor of France, which is, like, a big no-no. Like, you should be crowned. You know, you don't just take it and crown yourself. So that would be, like, you know, crowning yourself, roll, que- roll credits. Next one, it's him, like, deciding to go to Russia. And then he's, like look to the east kind of thing like that and then they're going to go there roll credits and then it's like the uh you know the follies of russia getting yeah. you know getting exiled coming back getting exiled again like i yeah. thought they could have really milked the napoleon you know cinema you know cinema money you know like getting all that gross income yeah, yeah. but it was just condensed there's inaccuracies I, I I first thought that Joaquin Phoenix would have been a great Napoleon. I don't yeah. think he was. I agree. I didn't like I him. thought it was really bad. Oh, interesting. I thought it was really bad that he didn't have an accent, in my opinion. Yeah. And like, not even, like, the, the token, oh, I'm uh, playing a foreign historical figure. I will be English accent. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. He yeah. just he just went neutral American style. Yeah. I no, thought TV. Josephine was good. But, like, everything else, I was just like, just things weren't hitting it for me. 
did you think like obviously you felt like it was contrived almost like everything was short and absolutely like, uh, like, there was no like development like where you'd have like um Talleyrand and some other guys in the background like that were like his advisors and stuff like where like diplomacy's building some you know uh, and like they didn't really show his ruthlessness either like they, he was an asshole yeah they didn't really check like they didn't really show his ego as well as i thought they would like first off in general to be that level of uh an emperor you need to be narcissistic as fuck you need to have an ego you can't be that level of an emperor and that level of a conqueror of worlds and not have an ego one of his no. famous lines to like other kings and emperors was you can't stop me i lose 10,000 men a day yeah. because he had a conscripted army yeah. Where all these other ones just had royal armies that they like hired and paid and stuff. Yeah. His were just, yo, hey, come get fed. You know? Well, <laughs> but like, yeah. and they, they lost so many of his amazing feats, like, you know, conquering Northern Italy, like going over there, like Lombardo and yeah. uh, that area. And then, nope, nothing there. It's just like his one really great battle. I forget what it's called, but in Austria. And then there was like nothing with Schwarzenberg. Like, it's. Lombardo, Lombardi, pardon me. Yeah. Uh, but like, there was so much more. Like, I thought there was gonna be like a bit of a backstory. But when he was a kid in Corsica, like organizing snowball fights and stuff, and like getting kids to like run up a hill and charge and stuff. Like, I'm like, that would've yeah. been cool. Or flashbacks to that. But like, super condensed and just rushed. He was the one that they would talk about, like a field marshal's baton and every and every soldier's uh, pack, right? Like anybody be could become an officer for the first time as opposed to having nobility to get yeah rank. yeah no yeah. It, it wasn't divine right anymore he was yeah. he was a peasant that became emperor yeah w that was the only a reason very he took interest interesting aspect to follow somebody that thinks that they could become that underneath him the only reason he took like the king or emperor titles was to appease the rest of the european monarchies yeah wow yeah, so like because no one wanted to alliance with like just like a nobody. So then he got divine right from God by being crowned by the Pope, essentially. Wow. But yeah, like there was so much more to it that they just yeah. like they didn't really touch on. They should have like like they got the tip of the iceberg with his dis you know distaste for like the English Empire and their rivalry, but they didn't jump into anywhere else. Like there was supposed to be more of a a relationship between him and Russia. Like they just scratch the surface with that yeah. like he's, he's like if i had another um if i had like another mistress like it would if if you know peter the great would be that or was it alexander that was the one i think it was alexander but like huge bromance yeah yeah it's just yeah yeah anyway i digress yeah. they didn't spend enough time talking about his failures either right that's the thing yeah, they were super rushed. Like, just a puff piece. Like, I mean, <laughs> amazing cinematography, amazing costume, the like theatrical. Yeah. Like, oh my god, that's so cool. But yeah, could have been a lot better. Ridley Scott did him dirty. Yeah, I and I had high hopes just because Ridley Scott's put out some like bangers of movies. The Kingdom of Heaven was like also inaccurate, but but a good film. and very exciting and yeah. and long enough to cover a lot of things. Yeah. Um, you know, the last duel, I watched that last year. That was pretty good. Also really good cinematography. I'm not sure about the accuracies, but entertaining enough. Yeah. And the acting I thought was okay. It was kind of weird to see Matt Damon then. Yeah. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah, Matt I beat you to it. 
but yeah yeah like ridley scott he's one of those uh directors i'm like okay i'm looking forward to this but i'm gonna start putting my expectations a lot lower yeah it's not everything's gonna be interesting to see you and gladiator yeah yeah those are like the the opus magnus it's gonna be really interesting to see you in your next incarnation Uh, like as you and uh tara because you were talking earlier about like uh Segway watch. Yeah. <laughs> wait wait till I come back from Bolivia. I'll be talking about Bolivar. <laughs> <laughs> but like the next incarnation of your life, which has been an interesting one so far, where if you guys can open the bar and restaurant in wherever area, just you learning the history, you could almost have like a little history tour, like a drunken history tour where you take people through. Oh, I'd have a great time. <laughs> I I could see you being so fucking successful and interesting. Well, one thing I was looking that. forward like, to was moving to Ontario. I was like, fuck, I'm going to hit up everything about 1812, but fucking COVID. Yeah. I fucking love the War of 1812 history. I think it's I think it's super underplayed in a lot of Canadian schools and a lot of people just don't know it or have interest in it because we don't talk about it enough. I only know I learned more about it through commercial. US history class. True. Yeah, no yeah. no shit. Sorry, Tim. I only know about it through a beer commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah, and like there's so much to it too and I just and it goes not coast to coast, but there's a lot of amazing Canadian history that just people don't understand or know. Yeah. Like with BC, British Columbia, like there's an American uh, what was he? Not a senator, something like that. Um, that wanted to put the parallel to, for British Columbia, like so they're gonna move that border all the way to the fifty-sixth parallel, which would be like Prince George. Do you have any interest in doing like a drunk history Canadian version? With oh us? yeah, we could. I'd have to brush up on a few things because it's just a little bit loose here and there. So like, I wouldn't be able to tell you a whole lot about Louis Riel right now. No, but, but love that's to. the point. You're Louis Riel to... goes to Winnipeg and he says, "Fuck this place," and Canada goes crazy. <laughs> You're, that's the point, though. <laughs> you, we don't want you to be super brushed up. You brush up a little bit. Oh, yeah, but... like I'll listen. Like I'm, I'm listening to a couple podcasts right now about um, Canada's history, and it's, it, a lot of it is informative. And what's great is actually, I was taught different things, and then now listening to it, it's a little bit different. Like it wasn't. It was like, oh, not that. It's actually this. It's like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Like the Portuguese were there before the 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 English were. Like, I didn't hear that. I heard the French were there before the English. And this is like, no, nah, nah, that's not right. So yeah, pretty interesting. <laughs> or like Jacques Cartier actually was kind of an asshole to the indigenous. Where when I was younger, he was like, oh, actually, he was one of the better ones. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> still better, still an asshole. Though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Like there's the the scale of better is. It's all asshole scale still. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> no, like there there were a few that were actually pretty good at trading and like not trying to screw them over, but like he would break promises like crazy. As someone that's into history, how do you feel about people wanting to take down statues? Um, I'm you a little walk away from that con- uh, that conversation completely because I know that could be a hot button. No, no, no. I don't think it's a hot button. I think I think it all depends on the reasons why you're going to do it. So, for example, um. You know, Tara and I, we did uh, a big European tour last year. And being in England, uh, first world country with a lot of, um, you know, left-wing people, which is fine. Yeah. Um, we were in Liverpool and there was this um, lord or whatever his title was. I forget his name. But they wanted to take down his statue because he was a slave owner. Okay. Fair enough. Not very good. 
But at the same time, like you can have whatever other arguments you want. The one that kind of stuck with me that I really thought about is that he only became a slave owner because he owned um, a bunch of banks. So he would hand out loans and if people couldn't pay them and then that bank possessed all the property from that, you know, property owner, the slaves would come with it. So he only became a slave owner through, you know, property management. And it's just like, (laughs) okay, cool. Like, hey, you owe me all this money. I'm going to, you know, take, I'm going to repossess all your assets. And Steve. And and all of that came with it, whether he liked it or not, because it was all collateral. It was all money at that time. So when I hear that, I'm like, okay, well, if I'm taking on all your income and there's Nazi gold there, I'm not a Nazi. I'm just taking everything that's valuable in your possession, and then I'm going to do with it whatever means necessary to get money back. So I kind of understand that argument. There's obviously the other argument, too, or okay, well, yeah, there's good and bad things about them, and how do you weigh out each one? Like, you could have yeah. a statue of Napoleon. Okay, well, Napoleon had slaves. Uh, is that the worst thing he did? No. <laughs> I would argue the worst thing he did was murder, you know, thousands and thousands of people. It's the same. Like, people point fingers at Hitler and say he's the worst figurehead in history. I would like to enter Genghis Khan into the conversation or Alexander the Great. They were conquerors. They yeah, and like these well, people. not just uh, conquerors. Yeah. They were they were. It wasn't assimilate. It no. was die. Yeah, it, that was you had one choice. Well, two choices. It was die right now, or be raped and then die. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was some assimilation. It's like, hey, you can join one of our armies. I but suppose even they but don't want it. They didn't want whole. I don't want to territories you. to join the army because the cost of feeding them. Yeah. The risk of rebellion within yeah. your troops. Like, there's too much risk. They involved, had. So like, he had advisors that would like weigh the pros and cons about raising a whole city. Like, what was it, Baghdad? He destroyed yeah. Baghdad to the ground. It had to be rebuilt. Yeah. And like every like and then they had like they forced everyone to move out. It was like, well, I guess we'll just kick everyone out and we'll just destroy the whole city. Like Moscow. Napoleon didn't burn it down, but essentially he was the cause of it. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's 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 interesting in that light where you think about certain people and how their their weight of if they're good or not. Now there's some obviously some people that are just garbage. So Johnny McDonald not the biggest fan of him he was the main reason with, with for the railroad and like a lot of chinese people died for that yeah. not just chinese people but ukrainians and other people as well he just didn't to achieve the- great things there must be great sacrifice yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so as long as that sacrifice is not what <laughs> we're okay what, what? <laughs> so oh i don't know God. i'm not gonna be the advocate or you know uh, representation for single figureheads or whatever but all i'm gonna say is i I, I would I, I don't I don't say I wouldn't support a statue being taken down, but at the same time I wouldn't be the first one saying, Yeah, let's take it down. I could see certain statues being either moved. But moved to a spot where you can still go and see them and get an understanding of why they were appreciated or why they're no longer in the or include a plaque and say this is some of the things that this person did that yeah, might yeah. that might be controversial. Because, like, history's yeah. fucking messy, and to pretend like it wasn't is, seems insane to me. I I have a... I don't like this whole anti-colonialism message that we're sending out right now, because there's this big 
thing with people just being like, oh, well, you know, these people lost their land. It's not like I'm not speaking Canada specific because some of the native atrocities in Canada are horrible. But there is an overall sentiment of, oh, these people lost their land like in the 1400s because of, you know, pick any pick. There's like, yeah, at least five countries that were conquering <laughs> at that point right it's like oh you know we should give them land back and it's like but that's not how that worked <laughs> what do you mean is they lost the land they were conquered that sucks sorry like i i live in that mindset a little bit where it's just like at least you weren't just slaughtered because that's what other people were doing back then well, that's where a lot of people, like the Scottish people, the Irish people, there's a lot of people that were forced removed from their homes because they got beat. Yeah. And then it's like, well, I guess I could start a new life in this new world and see if I live. Yeah. Like the UK didn't fucking slaughter all of India for like, they did some, there were some atrocities there. Oh, but oh, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. they did horrific shit, but they didn't wipe out an entire population of people. No. Right. So I always find it interesting when the it's almost like a revisionist history, not quite, but people seem to forget like it could have been a lot worse. And they also seem to forget, oh, I've benefited from this. Yes. And it's like, I've benefited. My life is great overall, regardless, like native in my blood, native in your blood, native in your your girlfriend's blood (laughs) right it's like regardless of that do i feel a little bit yes but my life has been fucking great because of the colonization of canada right so who am i to complain and who am i to really be like no we need to erase this culture and everything no i'm not gonna fight against it not wiping my ass with a corn cob husk (laughs) <laughs> well and like nice. and then just hey, another thing too is like okay well if you go back and it's like oh well these people were great okay well they were great too on the other side because they killed a lot of other people yeah. so if you're saying just because these guys are white and they should be removed okay well because they murdered a lot of people okay well like flip it around and you can argue okay well they're invading lands or whatever but at the same time it's like okay <laughs> native tribes wiped out native tribes Yep. Wipe them clean. 100%. Yep. Right? Like, it's it's just history of man. It's, yeah. And it doesn't it erase, nothing like, the, to do with. the horrible shit that has happened to the native tribes by people that have colonized. What I can't comprehend is we're, like, now at a sporting event, they'll be like, oh, okay, so we're on these native You'd lands. like to acknowledge that this is being... This event is taking place on the lands of the mississaugas the and it's just yeah. the list and it's like dude that's not doing shit what the fuck do you mean yeah okay. like, you, it's it's easy are you things to cover it up are you like are, what are the real issues yeah are we gonna in the nation that has the most fresh water in the entire fucking world make sure that our native tribes now have clean drinking water as someone who is or, dealing with native bands right now selling to them, one of the bands that I'm dealing with refuses to deal with primarily any any people trying to give them services that aren't native. Yeah. So that's but 
that's not that's not see some people say that that's the native band's fault well you don't have clean water because you don't want clean water it's like no they don't have clean water because they don't fucking trust you anymore yeah and when you see some of the videos of militarized police in the fucking north fucking cutting off bridges and like doing weird shit to make sure the oil pipeline goes through yeah on lands that were guaranteed to be them like it's so fucking complicated because like on one hand i'm like all right like we won we're here britain's not taking us back and ireland and everybody everywhere else we came from like it's a done deal we're here but also like it's fucked up like some of the shit that's happening up north yeah also another thing i found kind of uh, going back to your statue comment I think that we gave too many statues to people. <laughs> oh, I, think, yeah. I think there's I a lot of people who are just like, like, like Terry take... Fox shouldn't have a statue. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, if he made it to the finish line. What are we giving away statues for yeah, fucking man. second place? Fucking, honestly, if you're not first, you're last, right? <laughs> if yeah, you're, if you re- killed him, Ontario took the blame. <laughs> uh. How do you kill a one-legged fox? You make it run across Canada. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh, okay. Cancel, damn <laughs> girl. My dad had one leg. I can make these jokes. <laughs> <laughs> we had a black president. We can make jokes about black people now. Oh, Tim, I've been hearing you have three legs. No, uh, <laughs> I but yeah, penis. Yeah, I think there's another thing too. Is is like I remember hearing the argument. It's like, oh, well, like the national anthem, at blah blah blah. I'm like. Why do we play national anthems at hockey games or football games anymore? Like, do we really need the national anthems to like open up every game? It, it's so funny because I actually have a bit about this that I've been writing about the fact that like playing the national anthem is akin to like saying a prayer to start school. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Like, I feel like I'm at Catholic school anytime and- I go to a hockey game. I'm like, all right, now we all stand up and we go. We take our hats off and we put our hands across yeah. our chest and we and we go, oh Canada, and then we have to know the bilingual version. Yeah, and, 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 and now you have to know the Punjabi version. Oh sheesh, uh, but it's it's just completely like the it makes me feel like I'm in a cult or in a religion. Yeah, whenever it happens, and, like, I don't find it nationalistic, and like to be honest. I don't think it's like a throw to the military or anything like that. I don't find our no like it. I think we can pay respects to the military in many different ways. Or if it's the championship game, sure. But to me, it's just why are we doing this at the start of every game? We could push this along and get this game done a little bit faster. Like I don't know. I it's it, I just think it's unnecessary for that. It, it's like the equivalent it's, of like okay, let's do the national anthem before every concert. Okay, let's do the national anthem before like every I don't know, <laughs> whatever. Like like I I understand it for Remembrance Day. I remember I understand it for obviously Canada Day. Yeah, but I just don't get it for uh, Could like you? sporting games. And it's 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 just it's nothing to do with political bullshit or anything like that. I just like why is it there? Could you imagine, Tim? going into work every day and at the start of your shift they make you stand up and listen to the fucking anthem that and then you say my fucking thought right yeah get out of sight of my house <laughs> and then and then they're like all right now say the lord's prayer yeah. <laughs> like we might <laughs> yeah no can you imagine 
okay because like, like yeah, how, how many different nationalities are there in hockey like they're playing it's like yeah. they, they were playing they were singing the canadian and american national anthem in sweden when they had the global series or the fuck that thing was called and they're they're in sweden and they're playing the canadian national anthem and the american national anthem yeah and yeah there's there's players on each Baffling. team that are those and there's teams from those countries but like it's in sweden who they don't give a shit about us can you imagine, yeah. like, the Russian fucking, like, players in Detroit? Oh, my like, God. All those years having to listen to the Canadian-American national anthems and, like... Okay, like, okay. Building off of your thought, can you imagine having to play pretend every single day you go to work when you hear the national anthem? And, like, because you can't look bored. You can't look like you fucking hate it. You have to be like, all right, this is it. Every Dude. fucking day. And just just watching. My favorite part is just watching the fucking five players on the blue line on each team while the anthem's going, and just watching them try to act like they give a fuck. That's exactly you it. Have to. They, like it's like they don't. And the one that, and the second someone skates away like a second too early, everyone in the crowd like loses their shit and they're like fucking disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> And their jowls are going. 15,000 Don Cherries just going <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. They're breaking their collars on their neck. And it's like, buddy, when was the last time, like, you actually cared about, like, let's say we want to talk about things that we could focus on. I don't need the, to hear the national anthem to focus on military. Not on the at Canadian all. Military. Not Maybe at we all. should focus on, like, treating our vets better. Man. <laughs> Pornhub, like, intro music is about three seconds long, and I've never made it through that. <laughs> <laughs> but we all recognize it for some reason, right? Absolutely. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't even duplicate it, though. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. Normally That's I'm watching it. our TikTok culture not being able to pay attention. <laughs> yeah. 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 Should we listen to the national anthem? Should we play the national anthem before this? Yeah, and actually, you know what's funny? National anthem is part of our, our theme yeah. song. Yeah. Thank you again, Nat Webb. You are a good I friend. I don't mind the national anthem being a part of it. It's just... But it goes into punk. Oh, it, no, no. Our, our fucking theme song is amazing. But like, oh, sorry. For like a, a sporting event? Bowling? I guess. Darts? Yeah, where's the it's line? different. Like, I'd leave it for curling. I curling. Yeah, I'd leave it for curling. But in general, like it's like sure, like our athletes at the Olympics, absolutely, or something like that. Yeah. Well, right? you're representing the country. You're representing there. the. Country. You're not playing for the Edmonton Oilers entertainment group. Yeah, I don't you're need to play, watch you're not, Toronto versus Ottawa. Toronto's owned by Rogers. Yeah, you think they give a shit about the, the national anthem? Let's no. play the original Rogers dial tone you got when you get a Rogers phone. <laughs> Is this like a, a turn towards like? I don't give a shit when people call talk about globalism. Like, is this our generation taking that step further to being like, I don't really give a shit about national identity if like the no. world can work together? No, I don't think so. I just want to see hockey faster. <laughs> <laughs> I I just I also think like we've national identity doesn't live in an anthem. Right, national identity lives in the people, and an anthem doesn't force people. And it doesn't need to be sung way. forty-one times. Yeah, for one event. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, that's the thing I'm getting at. It's like the first home game of the season. Sure, 
the last home game of the regular season, why not? And then the championship, cool. But like every game, like I don't need to be reminded about Canadian national identity at a hockey. It, I, it's a hockey game. It's yeah. part of Canada. It's our yeah. national sport. Like fuck. It's like, and every time you're going there, it's like, okay, cool. I don't care. Being couch critics uh, and talking about national identity, how do you think <laughs> streaming is going to change or alter CanCon or how we view ourselves? Because that CanCon was for a long time a great barrier to keeping us away from becoming completely Americanized. Are we just talking about? Because like right now, from a music perspective, you got no worries. Because I would agree with that. From a music perspective, you look at like the top, like two of the top three artists, street artists, <laughs> two of the top three artists streamed on Spotify are Drake and The Weeknd. Not to mention Bieber. From. Yeah, Bieber. Hmm? Where's The Weeknd from? Toronto. Toronto. Scarborough. Oh shit! Eh? Yeah, Mississauga. I thought. <laughs> I, I think The Weeknd's from the Scarborough center of Canada. I could be wrong, but yeah. I thought the weekend was. And Nickelback, wrong. it's like the highest selling band for albums. Jesus, like I, I think they're getting like either, I forget their stat, but like um, Alan Cross has thrown out their stats a lot, but they've sold a shit ton of albums. Jesus, like I, they're not. I don't think they're that far from the Beatles, or I think they're past Michael Jackson. I think we're talking more about shows and like Canadian writers and act. Well. I don't really give a shit about Canadian actors. They seem to be doing fine in uh, Hollywood, and they have for years. Oh, yeah. but They've like, stolen their our actors for fucking decades. Do you think Canadian storytelling, like, there's anything that could be lost or not being said right now? I don't think so. Uh, it's just more so being, uh, us being able to afford our own actors and, you know, talent to stay here and do some shows or whatever. And I'm, I, I, I don't know. I... I haven't looked at the numbers or anything. I think the CBC is doing just fine with their their shows. Schitt's Creek did really well. Like yeah. and like, if anything, and streaming Schitt's just Creek makes did really well. Not just in Canada. I want to be clear. No, hundred yeah, percent, really well. Absolutely, in internationally. Yeah, yeah. I guess my, my buddies in, in England. No, 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 Ontario, Ontario. Yeah, huh. it's just one of those shows that is like it was like our due south. Like yeah. I had friends in England that were like, oh, I love that show. Um, I think I think not? streaming is just going to be that much easier for people to see stuff. There's, I, I I'm really into foreign, uh, you know, films, especially when it comes to World War II, because I get so tired of American propaganda, and the British do a pretty Doss good job Boot. of that too. Yeah, the Doss Boot's amazing. Um, you get like, uh, what's the one there? But you you get like a, a couple Dutch ones involved. You get a few Czech ones, like a Polish ones as well. Um, Russian ones, if you can find those, because their their translation for World War Two, like what they call it, is the Great Patriotic War. Wow. We don't call it World War Two. <laughs> like they don't give a shit about the rest of the world. Yeah. They're like, this is the Great Patriotic War, and they had like I think Belarus one in every five men died. Yeah. That wow. was known in Belarus. Like died in in battle, which is massive. Yeah. So uh, seeing any of their content. You know any any partisan type films from like the Balkans and stuff like that too, or like dealing with their wars, like the Yugoslav War. That's really interesting to me because again, like I'm just tired of American propaganda. We did this, we did this, so you get to see the different perspective of what's going on. And 
I I love it. I really, really, really love it. So I'll look for these foreign films or independent films, and then I'll go talk to the people I meet. And I'm like, oh yeah, like this movie and that actor. And I'm like, you know that? And it's like, yeah, absolutely. In Germany, in high school, they teach courses on American propaganda. Like, it, it sounds. I think that's a great idea. Fucking amazing. I would say the same with Russian propaganda but, too. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, I would say teach courses about propaganda and teach courses about media. Like in high 100%. school, hundred percent. Yes, please. I think like, that would teach a lot of people to be smarter when voting for the next election. Uh, yeah, but to, not to move off CanCon for too much. But there, uh, the reason I brought it up is there's a lot of talk right now that they're going. To I'm start always on CanCon. Uh, any streaming service to have a certain percentage. certain amount and have it higher up in the algorithm. Well, I kind of remember that when Netflix first came out, there was a lot of Canadian content on there. Like Barry Pepper was some kind of like fucking Arctic pilot or something like that in a movie i'm like what the fuck is this yeah. even like WestJet or air canada like you'll go canadian films and stuff yeah. i'm like sick Julien noel and then they're gonna start also <laughs> uh they want to s- good cop they're not bon sure cop, bad what cop. they're gonna do with podcasting bon cop, but they want us as canadian podcasters to be forced higher in canadian algorithms so that you're just a yeah. little bit more exposed to Canadian voices, I guess. I think it's always good to have that option. Um, it's easy enough to find that genre on yeah. Spotify. And I think if you had a category like that, and like I think if, if streaming services for like uh, film or whatever had a category like horror, comedy, drama, Canadian, I think that's fine for me for the extent of Canadian content. I, I just think in general, though, like, streaming services pump out so much content that like if they got forced to put on canadian content they would just pump out like some shitty shows made in canada because it would yep. be cheaper than getting the rights to chili beach yeah like I they would just get garbage they would literally just get they would you know what you know what's cheaper than guys had a bunch of sh- uh scenes shot in oshawa all right this is made in canada yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the boys yeah. filmed in hamilton how many movies are filmed in the bow valley or bc and they say it's in fucking you know texas or montana or yeah. fucking south dakota yeah. like uh prey that the newest of the predator series that was all shot in alberta and they say it's like northern texas oklahoma yeah the cherokee yeah. it's like are you kidding me <laughs> it's but like you think about it the rights to Shit's creek the rights to trailer park boys the rights to letter kenny or uh shorzy all those those rights are very expensive right yeah. and you can as there's a lot of there's let's say you call them the top 10 canadian shows right yeah. How, as a streaming provider that's only going to make up you're going to spend a lot of money to get the rights to that show and it's going to make up like if we do cancon rules for streaming providers it's going to make up like 0.001% of their the content that they need to hit so then what do they do they're just going to either buy like the cheapest shittiest canadian content they can find so it's not, even, it's not going to be good for cancon <laughs> well there's a right. lot of like canadian shows too or movies that like i had no idea that were canadian it's like i stumble upon it like there's a robin hood from the early 90s and it's like canadian i'm like what we made a fucking kid we made a robin hood and it takes place in england and everything it's just yeah fucking weird yeah but like 
probably not very good, right? No, no. <laughs> if good you Lord, didn't, no. chances are there's going to be some, but for the most part, if you didn't hear about it, especially if you didn't, yeah. Mr. CanCon, if you haven't heard about it and you stumble across it and it's Canadian, I would bet money it's more likely be shit than good, especially for someone like you. <laughs> yeah, and like there's a lot of times I do watch something just because I'm like, I want to watch it because it's Canadian. That's me, though. Yeah. And I'll take the time. Like, I watched Arctic Air. It was garbage. Like, <laughs> oh, I, I was imagine. so excited because it was, like, a spinoff of, like, the idea of Buffalo Airways, which is a very famous. Um, like, do you ever see Ice Pilots? No. Okay. Well, it's, a, it's based off I of... I watched Wings in the 90s. <sighs> Ice, Ice Pilots is, like, a reality show. Yeah. Uh, like, Ice Road Truckers and shit, stupid shit like that. Anyway, it's... Um, Buffalo Airways is, like, a really, really old northern, like, territories company. And they fly with like these old planes, like propeller planes, like just after World War Two. Yeah. So it was super cool. They look amazing. I've been to the museum, uh, the museum slash actual airport and hangar. <laughs> <laughs> um, but they did a TV series and they kind of loosely based it on the company, and it was not that great. And like Adam Beach is in it, love Adam Beach, but it just wasn't that good. It's like. Every episode, some horrible disaster happened to the the company, and it's like, dude, if you have one incident with your air, like an aircraft, you are shut down for like the year for a full investigation to see what the fuck oh, happened, yeah. and like half of your staff is gone for sure. So, like, it's just the fact that, like, oh yeah, they had a they 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 crash landed. Oh geez, they had a propeller blow. Oh geez, this person got impaled by like a stick during a crash landing. It's like. That wouldn't happen, and I understand that you can't do that with drama, but yeah, like I find that there's everyone's pumped up because it's Canada, and that's kind of what they run on, but then they kind of forget like the rest of it, like, oh, we need good acting, oh, we need plot, oh, we need you know, good storyline. What would you guys want to see as Canadians and podcasters for either streaming services to put out? Uh, movies or television or as podcasters is there any kind of interest like or ideas that you have like if I can get some more Canadian stand up out there or something along those lines I think we need to start developing the next generation of Canadian storytellers I don't know what that looks like but I think that's a cool phrase I just think that Canada is struggling with an identity crisis right now as well we're becoming more oh, American every day. Back, getting, in, back in the day, we used to be quite a Brit, like not quite a Brit, not quite an American, but now we're leaning a lot more to Americana. Yeah, there's there's Does that have Americana. To do with the, uh, there's current recession. No, no, not at all. It's just all the, all the stuff we're getting from them. It's yeah. just we let American companies kind of dominate our landscape. Canadian all brands like Zellers went away. Yeah, and then they try to bring them back, like in like the age in in the Bay. But Zellers it's, in the Bay. Yeah. And it's like, how long is the Bay even going to be around for? Truly. Right? Like, the Bay, basically, anytime I've ever walked in the Bay in the past, like, 10 years, it's a ghost town. The only thing that sur- it survives for is basically wedding registries. I swear to God, that's the only yeah. thing. Yeah. And they I really... been in a Bay in 20 years. Yeah. I don't mind going there from time to time. Like, look I at their suits. I haven't seen one in a long time. Oh, they're always attached to a mall of some sort. Yeah. Uh, but they really bank on the fact that they're Canada's oldest company. Yeah. Which also would be very controversial. 
not not, not, not controversial for being the oldest. I'm saying controversial for like for indigenous trade. rights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hudson Bay Company. Uh. <laughs> Northwest. Yeah. HBC. I, I don't know how we can get these streaming companies to start paying for or developing Canadian storytellers. And I, I don't think it's their responsibility to, to be fair. If they I think want to be here, we make them fucking pay. Same I, way. I like if we horrible. want like uh, uh bell or Rogers to start deciding on what people are going to pay for internet, they've got to start spreading out vibe everywhere. Yeah, but the, it's not that's like that's more complicated than the, just that, right? That's like the that's the most basic breakdown of that. That's a very complicated subject. Being in the technology industry, significant debate around that. Make right? it happen. Really? Yeah, <laughs> but just but just, more, just lay more cable, Brian. Come on, because what they're like Bell already had a ton of plans to lay five down, and now the government's getting involved, and now Bell's stepping back. My buddy in uh, Trudeau, Ottawa, Mo, my God. he uh, does the uh, Midnight Owl with me now. Uh, Bell had a contract with the government going out, putting in uh, five everywhere, right? It's not just Bell, but yes, Bell is one in of the In his providers. area, it was Bell putting down fiber. Yeah. They came in and they cut his Roger lines. <laughs> <laughs> Dude... The, it's nothing personal. It's just business. It's but just the the other thing is, is that like we're trying to all this shit with like Bell and Fiber in general, and trying to lay you know the government trying to take control. It's the CRTC who enabled these companies for fucking ages to just oh, fuck yeah. uh, literally just fucking jerk off and throw it in our face for the past fifteen twenty years. Like fuck yes, uh, the, it's the CRTC who made it so hard for smaller companies to even exist in the landscape we have it's the crtc who protected bell and rogers and telus and kojiko and shaw and those large companies and fuck the small providers and now they're like oh god and it's like, this is your own doing yeah and it's too little too late because now we need the big providers now we're at the point where if a big provider says fuck it i won't put fiber in your area Oh, please. Yeah. Please. <laughs> right? So, uh, But we're going into another shutdown and kids can't go to school anymore. <sighs> it's, it's fucked up. Yeah. And this is... Uh, we're moving to Columbia. Yeah. <laughs> but this is uh, like... I have... I'm not a libertarian by any means, but I can understand why people get concerned about government overreach. Because you have this body that's supposed to regulate everything and they basically just enabled the problems that you have. And then don't even get me started on our pension plan on CPP. Oh God, don't get me started on the Alberta <laughs> getting but, out of the CPP. But, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I'd, I'd be happy because you solve part of the problem. You create all, your own problems for yourselves. Yeah. You, Alberta creates a whole shit ton of problems for themselves, but by leaving CPP, you solve about like i think it's like 18 percent or something of the problem we have right now with the cpp which is we can't afford all the people that are retiring to sustain them and that's why we're bringing in so many new people yeah that's part of why it's also we have a labor shortage 
For, no, we and don't. Because there's not enough fucking jobs to go around. No. I can't accept that. We have a labor shortage. There's a difference in the quality of jobs, but we definitely have a labor shortage with entry-level jobs. Because also, it's if you live in any large I metropolis. Side. Like, no, not even large. Like, metropolises. You go to any of the national parks, like Jasper and Banff and stuff, there's also a shortage of, like, service staff. Because yeah. people, like, after COVID, people finished up the rest of their degrees. Whether, whatever they might have been, creative design or something like that. But now there, a lot of them are working from home. I remember coming out of, like, the final COVID thing being like do you know anybody with service experience or that's interested yeah. in serving we'll take them it's just like we are hurting we're looking for managers we're looking for servers we're looking for runners like all that kind of shit and it's not nobody wants to work anymore i fucking hate that no. bullshit yeah. it's people aren't paying enough people aren't offering benefits a lot of that shit and i'm seeing and, it firsthand on the fucking fire line too and yeah people can't if you're not paying enough that they can afford a standard of living, but then you can't afford to pay them more. Yeah. What the fuck are you supposed to do? No. That's like one of the biggest catch-22s. Well, and I work for we the don't government, the so... Yeah. We don't have the infrastructure to bring in these people to start solving these problems because we, we don't do. have enough fucking We do. Houses. We just don't we do don't it properly. We don't have enough fucking doctors. We don't have enough fucking nurses. We're bringing in. We're we bringing, are bringing in people who are doctors. We need to, I've been we need waiting to. for two years to see a doctor. But that has nothing to do with the fact that we don't have enough doctors or we don't have enough nurses. That has to do with a significant amount of bureaucracy to get things done. That has to do with the fact that if you want to build a hospital, it takes like 10 years. Also, yeah. if you are coming from a country and you have your doctor or you have your RN, it might not translate to what Canada considers yeah. you as... I've like, dealt with people because that says they are engineers from India. They need significant schooling to become engineers. Well, yeah, and, like, it could be for but anything. it depends. It's not just, the, like, India... Yeah. It's not just India, right? Like, but, like, it depends. There, there are some differences in how different countries... Would school? I would. I would consider like yeah, what absolutely. you're getting done because I know engineers and I know other engineers, and the ones are better than the other ones. Just for who I trust as well. For sure. You know, we all know somebody that works at a job, and they're like, oh, "I'm the fucking man. I know this better than that person." No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but like my sister-in-law, she's from Canada, but she moved to England. She got her registered nursing over there. She came back. They don't recognize it. That's fucking crazy. And she's like, "Okay, I'm from here." I think I, I I would. She would argue that she would have better education over there, yeah. but they won't even give her any kind of healthcare and job. One hundred and ten percent. There's certain schools in Europe, like uh, I believe Russia, like they're teaching calculus in like fucking grade eight. Like they lap us in some of the mathematics and shit like that. Well, we're getting past Canada's, calculus. They're getting to coding now. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Canada's falling behind every year. Yeah, yeah, that's our some education. Ways. In in some ways, our education system could use a little bit of reform. I I don't disagree with that. The bigger issue is all of this stems from the fact that we don't incentivize people to not live in the large cities in Canada. Everyone so wants to go to large cities. Everyone, of of the three plus million people that came to our country last year. Over 90% settled in the top five cities in Canada. That's a problem. 
Well, it's and a big with, over the next few years, everybody that's settled elsewhere will end up in Toronto. And then you want to talk about housing issues. What are we in right now? We're in an Abe Airbnb. Yeah. In a closet. Well, someone could live here if they sp- yeah. spruce up like a little bit of the, the rooms and stuff. How much would stuff? you charge for this? How much do you think somebody could get for this in Toronto, in, in Belleville? In, I don't even want to talk about that because that's like part of the problem. That's the thing. In Burlington, someone's going to pay like a good like two grand probably for a space like this a month yeah. right a month yeah, yeah. Uh, or a week <laughs> plus like, uh no uh, utilities will be baked into that with a basement apartment mm-hmm. most people bake them yeah, into the cost so th- it's not horrible but this is also like it's not it's not even a one bedroom How plus can I it's that? just That's a, even okay <laughs> like this is basically just a studio with doors. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. No, yeah. and like and like I've heard stories too of like Toronto, even Calgary and Vancouver for sure, that people would be renting to another person in here. Oh yeah. This yeah. would definitely be a spot like, like move it, another bedroom. Most likely like bed. a friend or somebody like close. It's kinda like it's like you own this place and you're like, Chalupa, do you want to move in here? I'd be like, Yeah, sure. This would be Let's called split. a two bedroom as well. And that closet at the front would just have a bed in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just slowly get through, like, whatever yeah. things you can do. But it's happening everywhere. Like, even in Alberta, like, um, with Jasper, they have such stipulations because it's technically federal because it's a national park. Yeah. Um, like, Jasper, Alberta has only had a mayor since, I think, 2001, actually. Wow. Because it used to just be run by some kind of, like, federal person because national park, right? So they have to follow certain guidelines and rules. But now they've kind of painted themselves into a corner because they can't they can spread out the the community boundary lines but they don't like to and there's a lot of bureaucracy to do that but what they did is they fucked themselves because they put a cap on how high you can build buildings because Uh. you're ruining mountain views how fucking dumb it's like like to me i don't really give a shit if you're coming to Jasper for the mountain views and you're living in the actual town, if you want to stay at a hotel and you want mountain views, fuck, go up to Pyramid Lake or something like that. Go get your mountain views up there. But in a town where we're concentrated to such a small land area, you got to build up. You got to build up. Put patios up top there for restaurants, all that kind of shit, because you can only go so far down and you can only go so far wide. So start building up. That's... I, I'm right along the same kind of thinking like the urban sprawl seems so wildly out of control where I don't give a shit about having a lawn. When's the last time you've seen kids playing in the fucking yards? I see it in my neighborhood all the time. I never fucking see it. Yeah, Ever. I see it in my neighborhood. Kids are always out on the street in my neighborhood. I, I love it. I'm happy, and I hope Sabrina's the same way. I hope she makes friends on our street or well, wherever you get, we choose to live. Then you get the town government getting involved, and then we can't play street hockey on this road. Oh, and my God. In the, the last, day that happens. You can't go sledding, tobogganing on that hill. Last three cities I've lived in, no kids go out on bikes. No kids are in the parks. You're a grumpy old man, though. I, I go to Ottawa. I see it all the time. I never see it. <laughs> Never, ever, ever. Well, Tim, you're not allowed to go anywhere near the kids. Are you really, truly looking for it? I walk my dog at all hours of the day. Yeah, but uh, what's your path? What's that? What's what's your path? Like, are you Uh, going near the parks? When I was in Sterling, I lived across during the park. School hours that you're going (laughs) near the parks. Do do, do the parents in your neighborhood know about you, Tim? (laughs) Uh, (laughs) When I lived in Sterling, I lived across. Did you have to announce yourself? (laughs) When I lived in Belleville, there was three different schools near me. Uh, 
you only ever see the kids on the walk to school or the walk from home. Uh, the area I'm in and now is, I was amazed when it was Halloween and the kids were out trick or treating in a group. There was like 40 fucking kids. And I'm like, I've never seen a goddamn kid. I'm out here every single day, twice a day. I don't know. I, 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 I think it's more a time thing. I, I see it in Rocky Mountain House, and that's a town of like 5,000 people. Uh, I see like, it in Edmonton. And like it depends on neighborhoods, too, because like my dad's neighborhood is a bit older, but yeah. it doesn't take long to like drive by a park, and then you see people playing hoops or whatever. Mm-hmm. Also, live, depends on the weather, I suppose. I'm I live two minutes from a park, and it's this. always packed. And I'm like, Sabrina's three and a half, and we go there, and there's so many kids there, and they're all like seven, eight years old and shit. And, like, I literally get anxiety when, like, they, like, run past her and, like, just, like, elbow her and stuff. You want she's some a of big this? kid for three and a half. She's, like, 43 inches tall. Like, she's, she's a big kid, so people think she's older than she is. There was and a park next to me when I was in Belleville, too. I'm amazed you're saying this because I have dude. legitimately been looking for it because, like... I don't see kids playing in the fucking streets anymore. I don't see kids in the park. I'm looking but for you're them. seeing it, seeing it here. Uh, I'm sorry, I Tim. It, it just sounds so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking I, for them. I know where all the schools are. <laughs> <laughs> where the fuck are these goddamn kids? Like, are they just inside? But if you're seeing it, but I I'm like, a, I don't give a shit about a yard. Why don't they build up? Like, if I could get a two, like, dude, building two up sucks. Bedroom, uh, bungalow, I'm sorry, building up, up sucks. Building up fucks with your ability to provide infrastructure to a town. That's one of the big issues. It's there's an issue. You need to find a good balance because there's an issue with sprawl. Because sprawl's bad too. Because then you have people having to drive 20 minutes across town to get to something diagonally? else right like but that if you build too much you add too much density and then you're adding traffic problems you're adding congestion problems you're adding ability to service people locally uh as a problem right there's significant issues with building up in population density so i guess like i look at milton as a town milton is now adding a bunch of like 30 story condos and I don't even fucking know how they're going to do it because getting out of Milton on a Tuesday morning at 830 in the morning, you're already bumper to bumper the whole way out of, and it's barely moving. And now you're going to add just along Dairy Road. They're going to add another like 3000 residents minimum. What time in the morning did you say? 830. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Any between 745 and like 9 a.m. in Milton getting out of it is a disaster. And they can't like just add more go like uh... uh, the they there's nowhere the go lot where Milton the go station is in Milton it's basically trapped. <laughs> first off, there's no more parking. They're they're talking about building a parking structure, but that's not going to solve the problem. The other issue is that the land all around it is owned by private companies, and they're building like there's two condos going up, like 40 story condos up right Jesus. next to where the go is in Milton. That's gonna be fun to move in, yeah. So, Milton's a bit of a disaster, right? But a lot of these cities were built and they didn't plan for the None. massive growth that None. happened. 
And I'm sorry, but in Ontario, your fucking city plans are fucked. Mississauga is not out that west, sense. To, compared to out west, like they had time to plan as they were like, that was dumb. I got an idea. Let's build a grid. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mississauga <laughs> Mississauga's not bad. Mississauga's relatively grid system, relatively. Yeah. Uh, same with Toronto. Toronto's relatively you, grid, but Toronto highway fucking sucks it's Toronto tri- highway and public either. transit horrible it's tricky when you're also building around a lake because you want to like build the grid off the lake but it, then it really fucks with my directional because I'm very much north south <laughs> very north north southeast west so I'm like oh yeah I just head north on here Ontario and it's like well you can't say that because it's like northeast <laughs> I'm yeah. like ah oh, sorry about that but um, yeah yeah no, like it, it's got a good grid area but um, the but, issue but, is public transit is horrible. Well, public transit, and like we're seeing that now. Fuck, sorry. Get it out. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm noticing that now. Like we we've been gone for almost a year, and uh, you're seeing everyone like clamor to get the LRT lines in, which is like, oh, good, and we're, scramble to get the LRT. We're getting in that into Saga, Edmonton yeah. too. Um, uh, we're getting another line in Edmonton. But uh, yeah, it's qu- it's quite infuriating. And then it seems that Toronto area is always playing catch up with the freeway and adding another lane. It's like just as they added another lane, they're like, "Oh, we need to add another one." It's like, "Fuck!" You should have built the fucking thing with five lanes right off the get go, and then continue from there or build another freeway teach or something. Teach people how to fucking drive. Well, it, there's a lot of things there's that a whole come other with that combination of that. That's yeah. a that's a big thing. It's like number one, yeah, and that's just any city, man. Like people don't know how to merge at all. Also, going south on the what is it, the four hundred one, and then all of a sudden you have to like zoom off. And it's a weird exit, and then just like 300 meters after that exit, it's you have to be in this lane, and it grinds to a halt because everyone is slowly merging into that one, and then you're merging to get back on. And I forget what the ramps are and everything like that, but it's it's infuriating. It's just poor structure. It, they, it's a lot of fucking people, and it's a lot of new Canadians too that come from cultures where it's not right away. It's I'm bigger than you. I go first. Yeah. And that's how it goes. So people know how to drive. It's just a lot of people concentrated on a really shitty infrastructure area. And yeah, like there are some shitty drivers too, but yeah, that's, that's like, like Brian said, it goes into a lot of other things too. Like, but I look at downtown Mississauga. I lived there in like 2014, 2015. And you could, you could, actually get around the square one area not too bad like during rush hour it was like ah not the greatest but it was manageable it was just like ah if you avoid burnham thorpe you avoid your ontario you're you're good take get off at mavis instead of getting off at your ontario take confederation parkway right <laughs> like all these little things take rathburn don't take burnham thorpe yeah. like all these little things but yeah. then they've added probably like driving down to pick you up i was like holy shit there's like nine new condos since i lived here so it's over a condo a year they're adding <laughs> actually at tara's parents place they so they're the property managers there's a condo that they just added in the old parking lot <laughs> so and they just built a, a parking garage like about five levels oh, wow and so they got the one there it's like, it's like I think it's like 19 story and they got a new one coming in right behind them. And there's another one that was like, it's, it's older, but like the, like that whole area, there must be like, I would say 15 in a kilometer radius. Wow. 
It's wild. So back to my point, to bring it all the way back, we have an identity crisis in Canada, and until we actually figure out the Canadian identity again, then what the fuck is CanCon really? Other than just... Uh, it's not really CanCon at that point. It's just con of other things, right? It's American Con. <laughs> CanCon brought to you in part by... Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? And our identity right now, it's only going to continue to get worse because we're so reliant on the American economy and then we're so reliant on immigration. And those are the two things that will erode your identity as a culture, especially when you don't incentivize people properly, right? So, like, Canada's always had a multicultural identity. It's always been part of our identity. Always been a mosaic, yeah, big time. right. But, Even when we showed up. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's the thing. We're, Canada is not doing the best of jobs of, I don't want to say pick and choosing countries, but you want to incentivize people from all countries to come to Canada. Right? So you have to find a way to incentivize people. You have to incentivize people to go and live in Winnipeg and go and live in saskatoon and go and live in the areas rather than hey if you're going to come here you have to settle here for at least this amount of time like yeah. you need you can't be in one of the major cities right that does that suck yes but at the same time it helps solve the problem because right now the housing markets in the big cities can't people can't afford them. almost any driver that i'm running into in edmonton or calgary it came from montreal or toronto before Wow. And they're like, we're moved west, moved west. They're like, oh, too busy, too busy, too busy. And I'm like, very fair. But if that's what most new new Canadians are doing, that's what they're doing. You know, and you're saying 3 million coming in and they're going to the biggest markets. And I'm just hearing that uh, this just in uh, Edmonton and Calgary are like the fourth and Calgary's number one now. And I think Edmonton's number four or five for most expensive um city to live in wow like like i'm sure toronto and vancouver are up there so i'm not sure why calgary all of a sudden is number one yeah but, i'd be curious on that but uh, i think it's new things with the, uh, the government in uh, alberta i'm not sure exactly what's going on i think it might be energy or whatever huh. that's bumping it up i'd have to let, this is i, yeah. I saw, <laughs> saw a quick clip or whatever so and i'm not bragging or anything like i think we can all agree that the top five that jump into our heads some of them would be toronto Vancouver, Calgary. I think I'm not sure what Montreal is like these days. But I, I, yeah, if I was to guess on the top five most expensive cities to live in, it would have been Vancouver number one. Yeah, Toronto oh number God, two. Yeah. Then I would have said Montreal, Calgary, and probably another Ontario, Ontario, city. like Hamilton or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's something what else in the GTA. But yeah. like that's that's crazy because like nothing's really happening in Alberta to help us afford these new places no. much like you guys. So yeah, it's fucked. I, I know somebody in the government and on their intranets, they're saying within 10 years, all the people that have come to this country that are living in different provinces are all going to end up in Ontario and likely Toronto. 
which is fucking wild to think about. It's just send them up to Thunder Bay. But in, <laughs> in general, that's a problem that a lot of countries deal with. Mexico deals with it. Oh, the massive. That Mexico. City. Why would you not go where it's familiar or your family? Like I fucking get it. Like it's not. But like you said, like invent incentivize people to start lives elsewhere. That's the thing. But like right? if I could go where something's familiar or I could get the groceries I like, of course I'm gonna go there. Yeah. But there's no incentives to to start anything else elsewhere yeah so that that's the thing it needs to come down to and this is where government intervention can be a good thing and this is where i'm not a libertarian is the government's it's the government's responsibility to set those precedents yeah and to incentivize people and to justify that cost to canadians is in my mind it's pretty easy to justify that cost to canadians be like hey listen a large population the most of Canadians are now starting to live in major cities. Yeah. And let's take the top 20 cities and let's say, hey, top 20 cities are going to be untouchable for the next 10 years for immigration. And we're going to help because we know that you don't necessarily want to move to Canada if you don't have access to these things. Well, good. We're going to help create jobs in smaller towns. Good. We're going to help create uh, more, we'll call it more grocery opportunities, more diversity in these areas. And those will come naturally as well. Right? Training opportunities so that you can become the doctor that you want to be. Let's help support remote work workforce. Because if you don't have immigration, you turn into Iceland. Yeah. Which yeah. then all of a sudden you become very incest. Well, and if you don't <laughs> or have you Im- worry about that. Yeah. And then you also don't have, you know, if you want to have new business ventures and new, you know, business opportunities, well, you're only getting older. The A lot of the younger people are leaving. And then yeah. who's coming in to fill in those positions, especially like what a lot of people consider like a lower job to what they would want to do. Oh, I don't want to work at the Tim Hortons pouring coffee. I want, no, I want this higher paying government job. Sorry, you can't get it. You don't qualify. Yeah. We're going to bring this person to do that. Uh, taking all the good jobs. Is your hair natural or is it just that fucking glorious? Like you mean <laughs> with all the gray? Yeah, buddy. Yeah, it's natural gray. I don't just ferment this. <laughs> this is fucking glorious. The amount of times the people that just accused me of that, it's like, oh, you just fermented. I'm like, why on earth would I do that? I'm 34. The fucking salt oh, and pepper is glorious. Oh, yeah. No, it's becoming more... I, I feel like Your the, beard's been safe, though. Your beard. I've got, like, like, one or two coming in, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's still... It, I, I'm not the Rob Niedemeyer... Sorry, Scott Niedemeyer yet. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, it's, a, it's a, for, with my hair color, it's kind of becoming like um, Buddy What's-His-Name from District 9, where he's like, <laughs> yeah. he's already yeah. half and half. <laughs> it's yeah. like... Yeah. Now it's going more. It's transitioning more to full-on gray or silver. Yeah. Or white. It's fucking glorious. Oh, I appreciate uh, it, buddy. But yeah. You too will get this one day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to lose my hair before that. Uh, it'll be like half me, half Brian. Yeah. Yes. Can't, I can't afford to not bring people into the country. And 100%. we can't afford to keep doing it how we're doing it. This hair pause was brought to you by. Just yeah. For but yeah, no, no, like uh, I, I, my can includes immigration, hundred percent. Like, yeah. like I, yeah. there's no other alternative, and the I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be I a mosaic. New Canadians. I'm, I'm happy to be a mosaic. I love their food. The great people, awesome, yeah. awesome, yeah. awesome. And if, and if we can provide them a better life and opportunity, fuck yeah, yeah. all about it. They make our lives better. 100%. Ooh, another thing I was going to bring up when we're talking about like 
bringing in bring, this is going to be controversial, but I don't give a shit when we're talking about getting rid of statues and stuff where they stood yeah. for. Man, I feel a very similar way to a lot of churches. <laughs> really? Oh, reconciliation, big time. Uh, oh, if you find bodies there, fucking get rid of them. Well, no, 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 no. With the churches and what they stand for and everything like that, or historically, but. <laughs> talking with a few friends, I'm like, well, I don't want to burn them down. I don't want to demolish them or anything like that. But talking with my dad, my dad had a good idea because he was brought up Catholic and does not like it. Um, he was like, it'd be interesting if they turned it into kind of a museum. And oh. so you can walk into churches, see what good they did as well as what bad they did. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a very radical thinking there. But that's one thing I like to, you know, when we're having a conversation about statues and stuff, I throw it in there like, well, what would you think about churches? Interesting. Yeah. I don't know a lot of people <laughs> would not be about that either because, yeah. you know, Canada's not church and state, but not far off. Yeah. No. Every prime minister that's come in has been like, oh, yes, I am this religion. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. And we definitely look at that when we're voting as well. Not maybe, not me for sure, but other people. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be a strong, strong swing in the next. Oh, yeah. Uh, Pierre's, uh, Pierre could easily get a majority if he runs his campaign, right? Yep. 100%. Like, like, Trudeau's just been... Like, there's uh, no... I like. I know some of the most liberal people I know, and they're like, fuck. Yeah, he's, he doesn't Dude, do himself uh, any favors. He's going to run again? <laughs> <laughs> they feel like it's like Biden, right? It's the people that like Biden in the U.S., and they're like... Or the, like they like the Democratic Party, and they're like, "Fuck me, man, we're gonna lose because Biden." <laughs> like, I I just wish Jack Layton was still alive. Uh, Holy shit! I, but I I just don't think that we could afford. There's no good solution because there's no middle ground solution, right? We can't afford what the NDP wants to do. I'm not saying it's bad, no, but we can't know. afford it as a country right no. now. We're already struggling to pay CPP. We can't afford a ton of other social programs. We could, but we'd need massive tax reform. And this is where it gets interesting. Did you guys know that the top tax bracket in Canada caps out at $220,000? No. Roughly. That's insane. So that means that anyone making above $220,000 is in the identical tax bracket. Is that not wild to you guys? Yeah. I know Even, people. That, I, I know a few people that are now over a hundred thousand, and they're like, "I can't fucking make it by." Yeah. So why why couldn't you easily just staircase, even if it's by like point two five, and staircase it up to like three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, and then once people start making over a million a year, then maybe they're getting taxed five percent more than those people making two hundred. It's like the people that are making a million a year can afford that, and at that point. We already tax so much in Canada compared to other places. They're living in Canada because they want to live in Canada. So taxing them another like 3%, they're not going to fucking leave. No. Because they'd already be in Florida or Texas yeah, yeah. or somewhere else or Puerto Rico. Or if the boomers <laughs> sell their assets and move, then more people can move into those places. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck sex. Right? But it's... so. You could easily fix a lot of the the national issues that we have by just realigning the tax bracket with what people make today. Mm -hmm. Easily. 
And on that note, I just want to say that I only know a little bit of everything we talked about, so please don't take my opinions or my <laughs> stances as truth. I firmly, <laughs> I firmly know every single thing <laughs> in the history of any of the world in but general. Believe everything, take everything I say, I say <laughs> as truth and nothing but truth. So help you, God. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds more threatening than I don't way. even I like know it. who I am. Don't ever take anything I say seriously. Yeah. Canon backwards is MIT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it's interesting. I think Polyev's got it. Which fucking scares the shit out of me. But there's no alternative. The thing is, is that like from a history of policy for him, he's actually pretty centrist. But he it's, just knows how to play it. It's not the person, it's the party. And the Conservative Party right now is not a very centrist party. It's no. moving further and further right. It's not like UCP right, but yeah, it's, it, it's moving further and further right. And that's partly because that's the easiest way to counter the Liberals moving further and further left. So then you lose someone that's just... you the The Liberals and Conservatives used to be like mid-left and mid-right and it was like yeah. the gap between them was maybe like three major policy gaps and now it's like 10 major policy gaps and then the the ndp in the liberal liberal gap is shrinking bit and bit yeah. because of that and so that's why you we're almost at a point where the NDP and liberals align on almost every single policy. And we never need to listen to the green. <laughs> Who? <laughs> They've got two seats. Yeah. PEI needs the green party or else they're going to erode into the ocean. I, I support the block. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Don't even get me started on that. I why are they allowed to be in a federal debate? I'm amazed at yeah, Polyev's control of social media and his clips and reels and TikToks. Holy fuck, is he good or his party or whoever? I had a that. great laugh when twenty two minutes outed him for like for him like defunding the the CBC, and then they they clipped him and there's like fuck must be a dozen clips of him being like oh well the CBC says this and the CBC is like and like using that as part of his pro argument and it's like. Dude, you can't just tell us to get defunded and then use this as a credible source all the time. <laughs> it's like, seems like you have a fucking love affair with us. Get away. Yeah. Well, I saw him talking about, like, uh, Christmas and the... Oh, good. Politics, politician on Christmas. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It was something so fucking stupid and, like, I, I have not found Sounds like a politician. This, but, like... Uh, Who's the discriminatory body in Canada? The human rights, uh, whatever body. Jordan Peterson. <laughs> nice. Uh, but and now on today's episode of Kermit the Frog or Jordan Peterson. <laughs> Christmas was considered racist. God bless us, everyone. <laughs> but like the way that he clipped it together and like him bringing it up in like, will the Liberal Party not? turn down the uh, uh, whatever department is in charge of the human rights saying that Christmas is racist and discriminatory and just like putting a clip together like that and throwing it out there it's like oh fuck it's I, food for the piranhas man I 
there's a clip of him and he's like at like Chudley's or something. He's just like chomping down an apple. The apple and bit. Like the I've apple heard this from bit. a bunch of people. Dude, and it's just like whoever built this like social market, social media like presence and stuff and like he's just he's just crushing it. It's yeah, just fucking slam dunk after slam dunk. And like it because he's if he's just debating the dude and he's just like shitting on some random dude and it's just him going at the guy it yeah. looks the optics are bad but because he's just he's literally eating the dude's apples he's showing that he's supporting the business well he's like oh yeah what do you mean by that yeah. <laughs> and so it changes the perspective of the viewer and then it's not like Steven Crowder like taking on a university student type shit where it's like, change my mind. I've researched this topic for 30 years and you have an opinion. There's <laughs> two genders. Yeah. Change my mind. Right? It's not, he's not doing that. Now he's relating to the guy. He's supporting the guy, but he at the same time is being like, no, you're a fucking moron. Trust that I know what I'm doing. Stop asking me questions. By the way, delicious apple. <laughs> like, and that's what, But it resonates with people the way they do it. It's really smart. The thing that blows my mind is that he has described my living situation completely. Where... Yeah. The liberals and NDP refuse to say that there's a problem. He has said, like, there's 35-year-old men that are unmarried, that are living with family, that can't afford to go out even though they have good jobs, that can't afford this, that can't afford that. And, like, okay, I've listened to him. And then for a heartbeat, you're like, holy fuck. A politician is talking about me and my friends in my exact situation and the frustration and anger. And then you're like, the same asshole has not offered a single solution to try to fix this at all. Someone has uh, just told him the problem. They're I, getting I, you I, angry, and that's uh, all yeah. that he wants you to be. I, I think he, to that point, yes, there is a little bit of like populist in him. But there also is, on the housing bit, I, I actually have seen a couple videos where he's actually outlined his solution. More and or less I'm like, just cutting the red tape. Yeah, but with specific facts. Nice. It's not just like, cut the red tape. It's like, no, I'm going to incentivize cities to make these specific decisions faster. I'm going to offer incentive to the go, to Metrolinks, and to municipalities, for and to builders for building along train lines and for train lines building along high density and stuff like that's like okay oh, okay I heard all of that this one. if you hit this your targets you can get more money yeah so like okay. it's like okay all of this makes sense but i don't think that's gonna that's gonna chip away like that's the tiniest bit of the problem mr but speaker it's enough to get i people think rallied. i know there's middle-aged men that are podcasters that can't even afford to get pizza in an airbnb on a weekend <laughs> yeah. with more than more than one bedroom <laughs> <laughs> i am for putting forward this this podcast program where we give a government grant for anybody <laughs> that has a microphone what a deal. Should we wrap it up? I think we should wrap it up. Dude, we got into wrap Canada it up like deep. Wrapping Ubi up for bedtime. Uh, we you didn't even get to, to hear Chalupa's tonight. gummy story. That's, Perfect. That's a tomorrow story. That's a tomorrow that's story. That's a tomorrow story. 
Let's just say I was high enough that I didn't know if I was pooping or not. Couch Critics Canada! (laughs) This has been Couch Critics. I'm Tim. I'm Tom. (laughs) I'm Time. Chalupa. Love you. Bye.